Podcasts. As always, I'm your host, Matt The Money Cage, and this is the show about nothing where we talk about everything. Um, apologies, again, I feel like I've done this a couple of times, but apologies for the lack of podcast hitting your airwaves over the last month or so. Um, I feel like this is also something that I've discussed a lot about how busy I've been recently, but I've been very, very busy. Um, it's still this this very big transitional period that I'm going through right now. And for everyone who's listening, I know that you know what's going on. I don't need to bore you with all the details, the woe is me life story that I that I could bring, bring you. Um, but things should be a little bit more stable now. And uh, got this trusty microphone ready to record some new material and some new uh, creative uh, pieces for everyone. So... The Money Talks podcast will return, and today I've got a topic to discuss with my friend sitting here with me. We're going to discuss um, relationships, not necessarily in the dating realm or anything like that, just friendship, relationships, any kind of relationship. We'll discuss uh, the forming of those those relationships, the strengthening of those relationships. Hell, we might even discuss the destruction uh, and demise of, of said relationships. Um, sitting with me right now is my friend Cesar Padilla, and I'm happy to have you here on the Money Talks podcast. Thanks, Matt. I'm pleased to be here. Thanks for having me. How pleased are you on a scale of 1 to 10? I would say probably 10. A 10? Yes. <laughs> well, that's good. So... To my knowledge, this would be your first time on a podcast, I'd, I'd guess, right? Yes. Okay. Well, that's a shame then. To to pop your cherry, you're <laughs> sitting here with me. Um, so, the topic that we're going to discuss actually is fitting, considering uh, our friendship, our relationship, what have you... Um, I guess started in a semi-unorthodox way and it's it's a very uh, kind of a prevalent thing for me because most of my friendships and most of my relationships over time have started in a very unorthodox way but I don't know uh, how everyone else feels uh, their relationships start like you and I met at the club that I work at while I was working the door right. um, like I, I can think back to some of my best friendships actually one of my actually my I believe my longest standing friendship started 18 years ago and it is because he was a new kid in school we were in sixth grade and this was at like the height of pokemon cards and he came in and he knew that he was going to be the new kid at school and he knew that he would probably not have any friends so he told everyone that he had a specific card that was the hotness at the time and everyone was like hey the new kid has this card and everyone was trying to be friends with him and he had, he ultimately did not have the card he was just doing it to like make friends and everyone else wound up not being his friend and i was one of the groomsmen at his wedding last year so unorthodox starts the friendships um what about you? Like, I'm sure you, you've got some unorthodox starts to people that you have in your life. Well, actually, you'd be surprised. I actually, my group of friends are actually very small, and I'm, I'm pretty glad that they've remained that way ever since, you know, graduating high school. Um, 
so I, I, you know, I still keep in touch with those friends, those small group of friends, but, you know, they, they do have their life, to, you know, some are in college, some have kids, some are married. It probably sounds like a lot of friends, but actually probably count them in one hand. Um, but total yeah, friends is, or just good friends? Well, friends, not, you know, acquaintance, like, you know what I'm saying, like, I get what someone that I can rely on, I can say. Someone um, you take a bullet for? <laughs> would you take some, a bullet some, for any of your friends? Would you I die? Would, would you I, die I, for I your would. friends? I would. I mean, I've known them for quite a long time. I mean, since we were probably in elementary school. Okay. You know, so, it, it, you know, you build that relationship and, you know, you, 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 know, you do care about their family, kind of, you know. But... For I'm all glad. of my friends listening, I wouldn't take a bullet for any of you. Fuck all of you. <laughs> but I'm glad that we we brought up this topic to discuss because, um, you know, I'm I'm actually I, I can't I'm not gonna say dealing with it, but I'm in a situation where um, these friends are these friends are um, just too busy with life and they just can't find time to to make time to hang out or catch up. And I, I feel like that's pretty, uh, I don't know, I feel like that's not fair for me as a friend who's been there for them and, and such. So I, I'm glad that, we're, that we chose this topic because, you know, you can go from, you know, from, from good to whatever. You can go from good to bad. Yes. Friendship is a very big thing to me. I have it tattooed on my arm. Um, and it's, for the, for the longest, I don't want to say for the longest time in my life because it, it'll probably always be that way. Um, but my friends, I've always said, have been my crutches. And like even more than my family, um, like I'm far closer to the bulk of my friends than I am to like any of my family members. Um, and in my adult life, like I moved out when I was 18 years old and I'll be 29 probably by the time that this airs or close to it anyway. Um, so for the last 11 years, like the people that I've truly, truly been able to count on that have been there for me, um, have been my friends. So friendship is very important to me. And, uh, I, I can empathize with you on the, you know, the friends are, are too busy, uh, you know, situation. That being said, I also can empathize with the, you know, with your friends probably because I've been that friend that's been too busy to, to hang out and, um, you know, are too busy to, to do this or that, you know, and I, I, I do know that ultimately it boils down to like, if you really truly care, you'll eventually make an effort. Right. It doesn't have to be yeah. an everyday thing and likely won't be, or even an every week thing, but you know, just let your, let your friends know that you, you know, that yeah. you're there and that you care. Right. No, trust me, I have, but not now that, now that I'm hearing myself say, you know, they don't make time for me. What is it? Is it because maybe I have too many, too much time on my hands? Like, you know, is there other things that I probably yeah, come up doing? with a hobby, bitch? Right. You know, and I, and you know, that's something I'm working on. But again, you know, you know, it's just it's an ongoing thing, I guess you could say. Um, so, so what's your uh, what's your longest standing friendship at this point? You're you're 23, right? Yes. So, what's your longest standing friendship at this point? How long has this friendship lasted? Your your longest friend. I would assume might be your best friend, but that doesn't mean it right. might not be. I, I would probably say like close to ten years, roughly. Okay. Um, Tell I, me about that friendship. 
or not. You don't have to. You don't well, have to. You don't have to name any names. We're not. You know. Well, you know we're not going to put anyone on blast. Well, here. I'm just going to say this: the friendship that we have, it's 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 okay. It's healthy. Okay. Um, you know, we. It's some. This is obviously a friend who I can you know speak about my you know anything I I can possibly. You know, I can be open book. Be totally open to. And the, you know, they're, they're, they're always going to be there to listen. You know, I don't necessarily need somebody to give me their, their advice or any of that. Um, but, you know, something like finding you know, shoulder to cry on or whatever. Yes. But, um, yeah, I mean, this friendship is, 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 I would say, is pretty, pretty good. How did the how did the this person the male or female is a female is a female it's a female all right so how did you she meet? has a child that she's married how did you meet this broad <laughs> we met in school in elementary school she actually um, <laughs> how did you meet we, the broad when we uh, yeah we met in elementary school and um, uh, you know she had gone to uh, she actually moved to, out to New Jersey for a couple of years so we ended up like losing tie, like contact and then she came back and it was an on and off thing so it was I felt like that showed a lot in our friendship that you know we would go on you know with, you know losing touch only because then you know we were younger you know social media wasn't that big as it is now I probably didn't even have my phone at that time if I did it's probably like you were young you probably had a track phone exactly I think so Bitch, you ain't got uh, my no parents minutes. never purchased me a phone I was always no, I worked for for the things that I always owned. Anyways, um, <laughs> anyways, that's a different <laughs> that's a different topic. <laughs> anyways, um, so I feel like that kind of was a good, uh, you know how they say uh, what how did they say that uh, absence makes absence the, makes the heart grow fond. Yes, and and yeah, I mean even if it was a friendship, you still have you know you still care for this person and and this, this friend I should say, and and so when she came back, you know we just you know. Kindled, I guess you can say, or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and and it's it's been great ever since. I know mean, I've been there, been there for her through her darkest times in life. I mean, she is a, a year older than me, but that matters. But she has been through you know such a rough time in her life, and I've always been there for her. And You've been that shoulder for her. I have, and I've always been you know, and and it's financially, um, you know, it's every type of way that I could be a friend. You know, that's a friend. You know, if you you know you seek, that's what you seek in your friend. You, know, you expect them to be there for you, and, you know, through thick and thin, and and that's one person in particular that I can actually say, um, and I hope she hears this. Um, well, I'll make sure when we. I hope she listens it. to this podcast. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I'm glad that you know things happened the way they did because I mean that's just you know relationships are not perfect. You know, and I learned that growing up you know I've learned that at a very young age and I've learned that not only with friends but you know relationships you know dating and family and you know any type of relationship that you can have you at work co-workers you know you just gotta know how to just you know I guess you know be you gotta know how to pull it off yes and I I'm, now here's a question for you so you've been friends with this with this lady with this girl lady sounds too it sounds like she's old She's definitely not old. She's actually she's a year older than me. So we'll go young. with we'll go with girl. You've been friends with this girl for ten years, give or take. And where, as your friendship stands now with her, is it a situation where you see her frequently? Do you see her semi frequently? Do you not see her at all? I see her whenever 
I can't. Okay. And there's reasons to that. Because um, the reason the reason I ask is because, um, and this will go into a different part of the discussion about like the strengthening of a relationship of some kind. Um, because I have my friends that I met, like I said, the aforementioned friend that I met in sixth grade, 18 years ago. I've been friends with him for as long as my youngest brother has been alive. And uh, I don't go back home to Vegas that frequently, um, maybe once, maybe twice a year. So, you know, I see them at most maybe, you know, maybe two days out of the year. And which sucks, you know, because these are the these are the people that you grew up with. You've known each other since you were kids and things of that nature. Um, so, like, in the strengthening and carrying on of our friendship, there is a we call ourselves the Click, and there is a group of originally three, which then became four. So it was myself, my friend Jeff, and my friend Nick, and then a few years later, we added our friend Henry, who we call him, and. Uh, so like the four of us basically inseparable like Jeff and Nick have been friends for years so they live in Vegas still and they they see each other you know all the time they have that luxury um and there was a time period a very long time period where in that group of friends like we just weren't communicating and it sucked so with technology we now have group text message threads and now in the strengthening of that relationship or relationships we now you know, communicate all four of us in there. So even if we're not texting each other, you know, every day, and it's not like a matter of, hey, I'm gonna hit up this one person and be like, hey, how's your life going? And then hit up my other friend and be like, hey, how's your life going? We just discuss it within that group because we're all best friends and we're all just, we wanna know, you know? So we wanna know how the others are doing. And that has helped strengthen uh, the bond within our respective relationships and within the group because you know, we know like what's going on. Like Henry told us in that group text message thread, "Hey, I'm gonna be a dad again," and things of that nature. And it's just really cool uh, how that happens. Whereas there's other friendships where it's just one, you know, or just two people, and we can barely keep up communication. We cannot text, or one will text, "Hey, how's it going?" and then the other does not respond. <laughs> so, uh, so that's why I ask. You know, like, uh, how are you? How are you doing, at least on your end, and the strengthening of that friendship? <clears throat> well, again, it's, it's um, I, I can see her as often as I can, um, but yeah, I mean, through texting, that's normally how I keep in touch with her. I mean, I have her on my Facebook, you know, I have her on my Snapchat, so she knows she is not really that type to post, you know, a lot of things on, on social media, but um, frequently, I mean, actually, recently she has, um, and not to mention she. I think I mentioned earlier, she has a child who I was there for when he was born. Are you the godfather? Honestly, I don't even think his own. But anyways, that's not for me to talk about, <laughs> and that's why I'm going to try to keep it really broad because me and her have this really. It's it's her relationship is is, is something that I really can't talk about. But I can definitely switch it over to um, another friend who, um, who recently, well, has been in a relationship for, I guess, the last two and a half years. And I'm telling you, she is over, she's head over heels for her, for her boyfriend. And I brought it up to her attention multiple times that, you know, she does not 
make time for her friends. At least so not she doesn't. Me. She doesn't adhere to, for lack of a better term, the bros before hoes. Yes. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And I think I think that's very. You know, you just don't do that to your friends. You don't kick them to the curb. Not necessarily kick them to the curb, but you just don't stop hanging out with them because you're in a relationship. Like this, this, this doesn't work out. Like it doesn't. Now, now I will. I'm gonna interject here and just add my thoughts on it. Now, I agree that um, there shouldn't be a break in friendship because you're in a uh, romantic relationship. Um, now, that being said, when you're in a romantic relationship, that person does wind up taking a bulk of the time because that's the person that you're with. So I, I understand to a degree both ends of the spectrum, but I've seen them, I've seen the situation go like terribly south so many times because people can't handle that balance of the person that I'm with and the people that I used to hang with. And I have seen friendships hurt and suffer from from that very, you know, bros before hoes thing, uh, or not following that that code, that unwritten code. Um, and I think you have to find a balance, you yeah. know. And then if you're not finding that balance, you have to make sure that you're still strengthening the friendships, you know, and making sure that if you're not seeing your friends as frequently as you used to, let them know that you know you're aware that they still exist, Definitely. so to speak. Yeah, and um, and, I, and I'm not trying to sound like selfish or or anything. But, you know, I, I have brought her up. You know, I always invite her to dinner if I feel like, you know, it's time for us to hang out again, which is mostly, you know, every so often as much as, as, much as I can. Do you find that the, the interest in hanging out is more one-sided? Like, are you the only person? That, of course, 100%. I'm telling you, when I, when I text her and I Facebook her, she reads my messages and doesn't reply. And then you might question, was she really your friend? She's a good person. She is a friend, but I guess she just had so much on her plate. I and I guess I just, I have friends who just grew up so quick. You know, like, I mean, they have kids, you know. And I mean, this, this specific friend is, um, she's not she's not married, she doesn't have a child, but she's a teacher. You know, I know she looks after her grandmother. Um, so it's stuff like that, that I totally understand but just give me like a couple hours of your time to hang out and just catch up, you know. And it's that's that's something that um, it, it's actually it, it's actually an issue that we're having currently between us. So so you might you, you'd be surprised. <laughs> um, this might not be the only one. Well, I I do think. Um, and this, okay, this would be a good segue into friendships going south. Um, because I'm sure you, I can't, I believe the phrase is like, there's friends that are there for a season and friends that stay around for a reason. And I've had so many friends that I thought that, like, they were going to be my best friend forever. And I have no clue where they're at. Like, they're gone. You see, I I get what you're saying there. Not I'm not trying to say you're trying to say that the people that I'm speaking about are not. No, no, I'm not saying. I just want to no say that I agree with that. Like you, it makes sense. But we've have kept in touch through social media ways that we can just make sure that we're there and alive and good. Mm -hmm. But as far as quality time together, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. And again, 
you know, it's just, it's just, uh, I'm sorry, just uh, had a brain fart. Well, no. first of all, there is no farting on my podcast, whether or not let me excuse myself, whether or not it's from your brain or otherwise. Um, no, not making uh, accusations of, of this friend being, of you know, not. a friend that's there for a season, but um, there are also friends that are still there for a reason that just they're vacant. And and to be fair, I'll throw myself under the bus here as well because I have several friends, or I don't want to say several, I have a couple of, of like best friend level friendships uh, or friends that live here in Chicago that I see very infrequently and I can take the blame for this because, you know, granted it does take two to tango, but um, I just maybe I don't reach out as much and uh, as much as I should and I don't think that necessarily makes a person a bad friend a bad friend is someone that just you know destroys the friendship you know whether it's malicious or not you know and just allows it to completely fade away and uh, you know if you're able to see like this friend in my in question that I'm speaking about that I don't see uh, as much as I used to, or for that matter, as much as I would like to, um, it's the same thing. We keep in touch via social media, and you know, we have Twitter and Facebook and and things of that nature. Um, so I mean, I, I get that, you know. But then the, you know, there are the friendships, like I said, that are there for a season, and this is actually a very good topic because it's something that uh, when when the listeners hear this maybe this makes me a bad person so be it but i'm going to give my and i'll ask you as well when it's done uh you know feel free listeners to give me your opinion on this um so there is a former friend who we were very tight at one point very very close and he was one of those people that i thought would be a best friend forever and we are not friends anymore and it was a person that i met through pro wrestling and it's one of it's maybe the only friendship that i could think of off the top of my head that was so strong at one point that pro wrestling was like the original reason for its demise and uh you know i mean it's whatever so I'm, i won't name names but anyone who knows the situation will know who i'm talking about so like I was wrestling. We were we were very close friends at one point, and he quit the business, and he flaked out on a lot of people that were investing in him. But we forgave it. We let it go because whatever. It's just life. Life goes on. Friendships go on, etc. And then eventually, at one point, when I was in my lowest at that time, my lowest mental and emotional state, literally in twenty in twenty twelve. So, battling depression so bad that the thought of suicide was like an everyday thing hanging on by a thread I needed one thing from this person and he could not be there for me literally could not be there for me I asked him to come and have a match with me for a, a promotion that I worked for that I was leaving and I said hey you're the reason that I came to this place and you know to begin with 
I would like to leave in the same way that I wanted to come in. He said he would be there for me. And that's the one thing that I needed at that point. And he no-showed. And he texted everyone except for me to let them know that he wasn't coming. But he didn't tell me. And I, I was done. I didn't talk to him. But then time went on and I realized, you know, like he's my friend or he was my friend and I need to let go of this this bitterness. You know, I've gotten, I've somehow defeated this particular battle of depression. So let me let that go as well. And I did. And I patched things up and he never apologized. He never apologized and he never gave me a reason, but I let it go. And then he flaked out again. And then he came back again and flaked out again. And me as a person, not just as a friend, but as a human being, being like, wow, you're proving to be unbelievably unreliable as a person. Why would I want that around me? And fast forward over time and let's fast forward, skip everything else. Let's fast forward to like just last year when a group of friends and I were together for the 4th of July. And he lives, the friend that is flaky, I call him uh, Frosted Flakes, uh, for the sake of this podcast, we'll call him Frost, we'll call him Tell Me the Tiger. Um, we invited him to come grill out with us, and he said, I'll be there. It's 30 minutes away. And we're texting him all night, where are you at? What time are you going to be there? And he never responded. And I was just, I was done. Like, you can't, res- you can't respond to a text message and say, I'm not coming. I still, glutton for punishment, a few months ago, reached out to him before my last match and said, hey, you are a huge part of not only my life, but my career at one point. I would love for you to come to my last match. I I would really like you to be there. And, you know, like bury the hatchet, so to speak, and just like let, let it all go. And he said, I'll be there. And he did not show up, but his friends that he's known longer than me who were a part of the promotion that we met at, they made it to my show. These people that were not as close to me as he and I were, they made it to my show. Friends from Pennsylvania made it to my show, from Michigan, drove to bumfuck, podunk, little-ass town that might not even show up on your GPS Illinois to be there. And he couldn't even text me and tell me that he couldn't be there. Now, I knew that he wasn't going to show up, so it didn't even hurt me. It didn't even bother me. But then my group of friends, uh, another group of friends, let me know that he is going to be going away for a while for something in his life. I won't discuss it. He's going away. And they're throwing a going away party for him. They said, hey, do you want to come? And I said, I don't want to go. I don't feel like I need to be there. And they were like, why, are you really going to hold this grudge for that long? And I said, it's not a grudge, but at this point, what, what semblance of friendship is there? Why should I go and be there for him and his going away party when he couldn't even let me know that he wasn't coming to mine? He couldn't let me know that he wasn't going to do this or that or whatever. Like, there is no friendship there anymore. So when I ask for the opinion, or I'm not necessarily asking for an opinion, but I know that this is a, a forum to discuss something, so if you have an opinion, voice it uh, at me. Um, I don't think that I'm in the wrong for just letting that friendship go. I am of the mindset that this friend was there for a season. 
and that trying to hang on to the friendship at this stage of the game is pointless because it's dead. The friendship is dead and buried. And any reaching out that has happened between the two of us has been for me and ultimately not returned. So I don't think that I am in the wrong for doing it. Now, I could be wrong in my opinion of that bias to myself, but I'll open the floor to you since I've just given this long explanation of the situation. You can tell me what you think. Well, first of all, does this person even exist? It's not like your imaginary friend. I am not crazy. <laughs> I don't have imaginary friends anymore. Because clearly this person has been non-existent in your life for quite some time. But I believe this is... Uh, I don't believe you're in the wrong. Okay. I mean, others might think otherwise. Mm -hmm. But what you're saying now, and I'm going back where you're telling me, Obviously, there's always two sides to a story. There's two sides to every story. But, I'm, I, but based on what you just said, you're not in the wrong, and I feel like this person should be should feel um, you know some type of way about this about them trying just to avoid you and just trying to just kind of like kick you to the the curb and just you know and not be upfront about things. I mean, there's other ways to show people that you either are not interested if it's a relationship or if it's a friendship. You talk about. Correct. To just do that step, I think, is just pretty... It's petty. Yeah. And for the record, if he ever winds up hearing this, which I doubt he will, but if he ever winds up hearing this, you're more than welcome to sit down with me behind this rather large microphone and discuss on air, if you want, your reasons for... Uh, or not necessarily reasons, but tell your side of the story, friend. Maybe that was very petty of me. Wasn't that petty? That was very no, catty. It was not. That's I, my gay showing. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, it, it, even just an apology, I guess you can say. All I've wanted was an apology. Yeah, really, I really felt I felt beyond hurt uh, in 2012 when this originally began, and in 2017, I'm not nearly as hurt. But I, I as a matter of fact, I'm not even hurt anymore. Well, like I said, I just I've accepted that the friendship is over. Yeah. And I think anybody can apologize. I mean, it's so. I mean, it's easy to say you're sorry. You don't even have to say it in person. But, Just type text but me. a good explanation to that is is pretty. I think would be appropriate. I agree. And and you know that's, that's just hearing what you said is just that's just crazy. It's, it's like who does that? And there's, you know, there's there's situations, like, by no means will I ever, ever paint myself out to be some sort of saint or, you know, an angel. I, I know for a fact that there are people that I have probably hurt in a way, uh, you know, and sometimes, sometimes, like, I mean, I have a, one of my best friends and I had a huge falling out um, over something. And we, but we discussed it, right? And there was pain yeah. there, and there was hurt there, but our friendship still exists, and we made it right. You know, we we got over it. We discussed it. We cried on the phone together. We cried in person together. We like we made it right. And I think that one of the biggest things, and this will go to the strengthening of friendship uh, topic, is communication. And that doesn't mean necessarily just in person or hanging out with someone, but just letting the person know what's on your mind uh, or where your head is at, where, where is their head at, um, what, what's the score, you know, what's, what's the situation and, um, and just talking and that's in any relationship, that's in friendship, that's in romantic relationships, that's in the relationship with your parents and, and your family members and, and all of that and 
as, as I've gotten older, I've learned that, you know, that without communication, without good communication, um, there's nothing. And I also want to throw out there that social media, communicating through social media is not, is not considered communicating. Because unless you're in a different state, I expect a phone call or a FaceTime or a video, whatever. But if you're in the same state, I expect to go out and have dinner with you and maybe like talk to it face to face. I personally am not the person to to write like stuff through text because sometimes the person receiving it gets doesn't get the you know what I'm saying it, it's not always lost in translation. Yeah, so you always want to be there because when you're when you're speaking to somebody, the first thing you do is you look at you look at them in the eyes, and and you know you can't be on your phone, you can't be looking at somebody behind them. You have to be looking at their eyes. I you know I was. I think that's just the best way to do. Unless I, it's just certain people that have manners, that's just the thing you do. I was I was raised right. My parents raised me right. And I have really great manners. You're, so, you're really really like so, singing praises right now. So for me to, if I have an issue with somebody, we're going to talk it out, not through text, not through phone call. We're in the same state, most likely because most people I usually talk to are in the same state. But that's just the way it's going to go for me. And I think it should be like that for everybody else. It should be, but these are these are requests of a perfect world, and the perfect world is something that will never ever exist, sadly. So we have to do the best with what we can, right? Or, I don't think it's much of the perfect world because my world is not perfect. Well, no yeah, one's world is perfect. nobody's world is perfect. But I guess you can say not my world, but generally in the, speaking, in the world. yeah, and that's just the thing you should do, and I think everybody should do that. Just Try it out, and I'm pretty sure that your relationship might take a 360. That's fair. Um, so what are things that you, besides the communication key, what are things that you do within your circle of friends? Like, do you have a circle of friends? You said that you don't have a big circle. Right, and I can I can go back to high school, like, but I don't want to go there because it'll be, I don't know how long we have, how much time we have left here, but... I'm not gonna talk about my life in, that, in, in that length, but we don't have to talk about. But anyway, I'm sorry. Your question was the question being: <laughs> do, In your circle of friends, are your friends all friends with each other, or is it yes. just like you have a circle of friends? No, okay. they all know each other. They have known each other for the longest. We always hang out together. It, it, it's never been, um, you know, if there's ever a new person in the circle, or whatever you introduce them. That's again, that's what you do. You just don't you know bring someone in not introduce them whether it's a friend or you know a family member or whatever you introduce them but yeah to say the least um, they all do know each other and uh, now now in that situation do you find it easier to maintain friendship like is there trust within all of these groups for example you have a small close-knit group of friends from from what you're saying so do you trust person a with something that you might vent to them about about maybe someone else in that group of friends do you trust that person to keep things confidential yes um when it comes down to other things like maybe trusting them with like my i don't know like my car or like you know other stuff that are of more of a value i guess you could say Probably not, just okay. because I'm very, I, I personally am a very, uh, 
not only private, well, I don't know if I should say private, I'm more to myself. So that's why maybe another reason why I have a small group of friends. Um, but I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess I could, I, I do trust stuff. I mean, if not, that's good. you know I mean? Because I, I know if I would, if I did it, I mean, you can, you can definitely know. If you is there anyone, somebody. is there anyone that you are friends with that you thought was going to stab you in the back? In high school, of course. But now, in, like, as an adult, because I have such a small group of friends, no. And, I, friend, I, and it's going to stay that way for a while because... I hope so, for, you, for your sake. Yes, because I I have I want, you know, I have other things going on for me, and relationships are really not on my radar. My friend Marcus and I have been friends for almost a decade. And... Not so much anymore, but at one point, I thought that he was going to stab me in the back. I don't know why. Is he, he is, is he what? Is he, a, is he a, a pro wrestler? He is a pro wrestler. Big deathmatch superstar, Marcus Crane, for those listening. Uh, and and if Marcus does hear this, or someone like tells him, uh, I'm pretty sure I've told him this also, um, I really can't explain why I thought he was going to stab me in the back. I have no idea why. Because at any point, he's always been... Like, one of the first to always have my back. Like, even still to this day, like, he is, he will all, he would, he would take a bullet from me, I know, no questions asked. Probably because he has a thing for pain, so he probably would like to get shot just to see how it feels. That's neither here nor there. But, like, for the longest time, I thought that he was just gonna, like, betray me, like, in a major way. So, like, for some reason, I always felt like I had, like, eyes in the back of my head with him. And then I realized one day, I was like, why do I feel like this way about him? Like, of all the people that I have in my life, he is the one I should be worried about the least. There's so many other shady people that I know that I need to not trust. I'm sorry, Marcus. I love you. We're going to hang out soon. I swear. I promise. I'll go to exit. I'll do whatever. We'll do drugs together. and It'll be fun. Um... <laughs> the look that you just gave me just now um for, i mean ultimately like friendship is is such a such an important thing to me and it's not just friendship but just the relationships that that i carry and and the the bonds that i form you know and it's you don't know when you meet someone what they're going to wind up being in your life but um while the people are a part of your life you want to strengthen that because who meets someone and who has someone around with the intent of making it short term you know what I mean and uh, you know I've met very very good people and they wound up being there forever and I've met good people that were there very briefly but I would like to you know I don't want to be that person and this is not a knock at you I don't want to be that person that has a small group of friends because and that's not like it's I don't think that's a bad thing, it's just the differences. I I've been very fortunate to make so many amazing, like legitimately best friends. Like I at this point I don't know if I can choose one best friend anymore. Like I don't have one. Um because there's so many people, you know, like for example, like my friends that I grew up with in Las Vegas, I've been friends with them for eighteen years, seventeen years, and they're my longest friends, you know. But I, at this point, I don't see them as frequently as the people that I have been friends with for the last 10 years. And 
you know, that it would be unfair for me to be like, oh, my friends from Vegas are my best friends, you know, as opposed to my friends here that are my best friends that I've been with for 10 years, you know. So I know I can't just choose just one. I've been very fortunate to have a bunch of acquaintances, sure, but people that are truly, truly right. my best friends. And at this point in my life, I don't know if I would want to have just a small circle. Yeah, I agree. And I actually want to reiterate what I said. Um, I am open to getting to know more people, more you know, to build more relationships, more friendships, whatever. But I think the thing with me is that I have trust issues. Okay. So for me to you know, open up to somebody, even as a friend, is pretty tough. And just because I've had experiences where people are just, like you said, they're there for a season or they're for whatever. And I, I, I don't like my time wasted too. So I, I you know, right? I want if I see it in the beginning, I see it. I don't. I don't. And that's just I. I feel like I'm gifted because I feel like I can see where things would go from the very beginning. For me, like first impressions are also really important. I have something that just came to my mind. So the day that I met you, you were hanging out with a friend. Right, and I also walked in there without an ID. Um, <laughs> and I think that's why I'm his friend now, because he allowed me to go into the I, I'm a terrible doorman. Do not allow me to. Yeah, that's, that's actually a lie. I had my ID on me. Do not allow I me to man it. the door at your establishment. Um, but you you came in with a friend who is not, or a, a, an attempted friend, maybe, right. who is not a friend anymore. Right. And it's a perfect, you know, so then. Who's officially been removed out of my life. There you go. Facebook. Everything. And now you have a new friend, someone who allowed you to come into the bar without your ID. You could have been 16 years old, and I did that. I'm a piece of shit. I'm not. I'm a, I'm a good friend, but a terrible doorman. And, you know, things happen for a reason. I met him. For, I met Matt for a reason, I believe, because I was ready to get home that night. I was actually tired that night. I really didn't care that I lost my ID. I could have just gone to the DMV the following day or Monday and gotten a replaced. But I was with, you know, something just told me, hey, you know, I just stick around, have a couple beers, enjoy yourself. Even though, you know, that night was a little, and ended up a little, a little crazy. A little worse for wear. Yeah, I guess you can say that. Um, but yeah, I think I met Matt for a reason. He's a pretty great guy. I'll stop. You don't have to put He's me, great, you don't have to put me over on my guy. own publication. And again, I think a lot of people have their own opinions on him, but... My opinion is that he's a great person and he's a good friend. And I, although we recently, it's been almost, I guess, a month or two. Mm -hmm. And he's been pretty, pretty nice, pretty, pretty friendly, pretty, pretty himself. I'm swell. I'm okay he's, at best. He's Matt Cage. Matt Cage, the mediocre. Well, at least I don't know him in the ring, but. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's the same person. You didn't miss much. My career was, it was whatever. Of all the things that I've done in my life, that was one of them. Um, so we're going to wrap things up here. Uh, this has been a very, very, I think it's a very good compli uh, complication, excuse me, a very good conversation um, as I stumble over my words. Um, I could talk about friendship all day, every day uh, for, for the rest of my life just because it's something that's so important to me. Um, I, I love my friends very much, you know, for everyone that is listening to this right now, you know, like you're, you're a friend. Um, except for people that might 
not be my friend. So, in which case, sorry. Um, but uh, I, I love my friends very much, and and I try to always let my friends know how much they mean to me. And uh, you know, but I know I'm probably guilty of not doing it as much or as frequently as I should. So for all of my friends that are listening to this podcast right now at this exact moment, I want to let you know that I love you very much. You're important to me. You're the crutches that I lean on. You prop me up when I'm down. You pick me up when I'm down. Uh, and you're like the strings to my shitty marionette that I am. And you keep me, uh, I was going to say keep me hanging, but you get what I mean. You keep me afloat. You're like my life raft. Um, you're my little child floaty, my pool toy. Um, all of those ridiculous metaphors that I'm coming up with, those are you. I love you all very much. Um, and, and here, you know, as I sit uh, a few months removed now from my wrestling career, and one of the things I was most uh, afraid of was making new friends outside of the world of pro wrestling. And, uh, and also making those friends and and keeping the relationship strong you know because it's uh, for me like ending pro wrestling uh has been somewhat of an identity crisis and this is only a few months removed i don't know how things are going to be in a year hopefully not as bad as they are now um but you know for the longest time it was like hey i'm a pro wrestler my friends are pro wrestling now i actually have to like try you know there i have to find a uh not a crutch to lean on with my friendships, but there has to be substance there. You know, there has to be something in my mind for that friendship to exist. Um, otherwise, I know it'll fizzle away. And, you know, as I sit here looking forward, you know, I hope that I, you know, like you, you're a part of my life now. I hope that you remain a part of my life. I hope that you're around for a reason and not here for a season. Um, you know, and, and, and to anyone else that I've met, you know, like I, or who I will meet in the future. Um, Life is very precious, and as we all know, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Um, and, you know, I, I try to live my life with few regrets. I can't say no regrets because there's plenty that I do. Um, but, you know, with my friends, um, it, it's like the it's like the song, the, the song from The Wonder Years. I get by with a little help from my friends. So I don't know if you feel the same way. I, I'd hope you do. You're sitting here. I get by with a little help from my friends. So like this episode of this podcast, I get by with it because you're here helping me. So I appreciate that. You're, thank you. So um, that being said, I, I definitely enjoyed having you on. You were, uh, you were at most decently charismatic and could, you know, carry on an okay conversation. Yeah, so I, I too, appreciate I, it. I, you're welcome. I could too, I too could have thrown shade, but... And you, I decided not to because that's not my cup of tea. I mean, if you change your mind and you want to join me <laughs> under the shade tree and at a later date, this is this is a podcast where you are amongst friends and we will throw shade all goddamn day if you want. But that's a different podcast. That's a, a different conversation. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, my friend Cesar Padilla, as always, I am Matt The Money Cage. I appreciate you showing support to the Money Talks podcast right here, right here, as always, on the BNMVS Network. That is a fucking tongue twister. The Bentley and Manawa Variety Show Network on iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher and all of these different forms of podcast 
production hosting and I'm not good at technology but I appreciate you downloading this and putting this in your headphones or on your uh, your uh, your Bluetooth or your speakers in your car or whatever and listening and uh, I swear to you I swear to you I'm gonna do my best to be consistent with this thing because you guys have constantly shown me support and I mean the least that I can do is you know provide some content for fuck's sake right Matt the Money Cage here, signing off. It's the Money Talks podcast, a show about nothing, where we talk about everything. See you guys next time.